Aleluia. It's so good to be all together. Amen. Aleluia. Are you happy for being here in God's presence? No, no, you are not happy. Sorry. Are you happy for being in God's presence? All right. Don't get distracted, okay? Because God has many things to, to say to you and to do in your life today. Please, let's pray. Let's ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit in this place. Don't distract. Don't talk to other people near you. Because sometimes you are talking and you are distracting someone. And, and we need to give the Holy Spirit all the liberty in order for and freedom for Him to work here in this place. Father, we, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for our brothers and sisters. Those who are here today as, as part of the body of Christ. We thank you for this, this, this second service that we have, we have today, Lord. Thank you very much. It's so good that you have your family back again, Lord. Oh, and you are going to see you moving in this town, in this nation for your glory, Lord. And we thank you for our brothers and sisters here together. Also for those who are watching us on the internet. Father, we ask you for your blessing upon them. And I pray that you can speak into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And, you give, and we are going to give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody say. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive the word of God? Is your heart prepared? Man? You prepared? Yeah? <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, three weeks ago, I started this ser the series of message, the Holy Spirit. And today we are going to have the fourth message of this series. Amen? And the, today's message is... The Holy Spirit gives power to overcome sin. And you are going to see how important is this message. Because sometimes we can receive power to perform miracles, to do, to receive things. Oh, but you need power to overcome sin in your life. And the Holy Spirit helps us in this area also. And why? Why am I preaching about the Holy Spirit? Because when you see and you read the about the primitive church, the earlier church, they started under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And, and they made history together with the Holy Spirit. They received teachings from Jesus. They saw miracles with Jesus. But their lives were changed when they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And nowadays, 
The Holy Spirit is probably the least understood person of Trinity. Many people know God Father. Knows Jesus. But don't have this relationship and don't know the Holy Spirit. And how He manifests. How He works. And also, it's vital for the church to know the Holy Spirit. And to relate to Him. And also understand how He manifests. It's so important. And it's so sad when you look around. Most of historical churches. That you, you see around us and around the world. Are declining. It's so sad. And why? Because they don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And because they received wrong teachings about the Holy Spirit. Or some pastors say the Holy Spirit is a forgotten God. Because He's God. But He's forgotten as God. And some people say He's a power, wind, dove. No, much more than that. And also many Christians inside of churches, they have defeated life, spiritual life. Because they have no this relationship and, and don't know Him. And this is so important. This is the reason I am preaching about it. And the communion or the fellowship with the Holy Spirit is what will change everything in your life. I know what I am preaching today. Because my life was changed. And also I know many pastors. They had even being pastor. They had a defeated life. And one day they, they had this encounter with the Holy Spirit. And they started this relationship. And their life were changed. And I can quote many of them. And maybe next week I'm going to say a little bit more about how. Can we have in a practical way this relationship with Him and to receive Him also? Remember, my brothers and sisters, I have told you the Holy Spirit first, He's God. Amen? He's God. He's a person. He's a person of Trinity, not the third. He's a person. He speaks. He has his own will. He gives direction. He is the only one from Trinity. He is on earth today. And he lives in you. He's the only one from Trinity. That is working here. Whoever. The question remains. Do you have fellowship with him? Because when you have fellowship with him. My brother and sister. You are going to be transformed and changed. Sometimes we look to some people. We say, why? They, they have not changes in their lives. I know why. Because we need this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because He transforms us. Did you know, my brothers, that the primitive church did not have the Bible like you have 
But instead they had the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Did you know? You have this Bible today. You have the New Testament. Everything wrote here. And you can read. But they didn't have it. But they had the person of the Holy Spirit inside of them. And they relate with the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit over sin. Because he can help us and give us power to overcome sin. Why? Because nowadays many Christians, their life are dead. Even they are in church. But sometimes it's difficult even to talk to Christians how they are living. And the Holy Spirit can help you and can help me. And to start, I want to, I need to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because the coming of the Holy Spirit is linked to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And last year, Fabian and I had a chance to visit Israel together. It was really it was a lifetime experience. I, I visited the tomb where they claimed Jesus rose from death. That is, is the place where our master, his body was put inside. And then, but if you look inside, when you go there, it's empty. <laughs> it's empty. Totally empty. There is no bones, no corpses, nothing. It's empty. If you visit the tombs of all other leaders from different religions around the world, you are going to be able to testify that their bodies, their corpse, or their bones is already there. If you visit all of the leader, religious leaders, you are going to see that their corpse is still there. But Jesus is the only leader that who was risen. He was risen. Amen. And I believe that when Jesus died, this is so important. When Jesus died, my, bro my brothers, he defeated sin when he died. But when he rose, he defeated death. Two different things. Because death was the strongest enemy. Which no one had ever been able to defeat. You know. Death is something no one can go against it. No man can win this battle against death. And his death defeated our sin. And, and by res his resurrection... The strongest, the oldest, and the most powerful enemy of all time was defeated. This is so powerful. 
I want to read a verse in Romans 8 verse 11 that says the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from dead lives in you I'm going to read again follow me please the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit this one that I am teaching you the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from that lives where? In you, in me. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Wow! Are you awake? <laughs> the Bible says that the same spirit that rose Jesus from death. He lives inside of you. And he's going to do something powerful in your life. Or my brother, the resurrection of Jesus Christ teaches us that the Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead to prove that Jesus is not just a teacher. No. He's not just a good man. Jesus was not another religious leader. Jesus is who said he was. The son of God. Or God. Buddha. Buddha never claimed to be God. Muhammad never claimed to be God. But Jesus claimed to be God. And as a proof, God rose him from death. Therefore, we know now we have this assurance that our faith is not blind. You have no a blind faith. You have this assurance that our faith is based on Jesus' resurrection. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15, 17. If Christ has not been raised, if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. <laughs> And you are still guilty of your sins. If Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless. Or if resurrection is not true, then our faith is nothing, useless. If Christ has not been raised, it would mean... We believe in fairy tales. If it's not true, we believe in fairy tales. But we know that the disciples of Jesus, all his disciples, would never give their lives for something they knew it was not true. And do you know how Jesus' disciples, they saw Jesus. 
First, the disciples witnessed. And they saw when Jesus was at the cross. When he was crucified. They saw. Uh, then, after his death, they took his body from the cross. Put in a tomb. And they were, everybody was sad, crying. And say, we lost our master. Our master passed away. He was a loving man. But he passed away. And now, what we are going to do? But the Sunday came. And then the one who was dead. Rose from death. And the Bible says. The Holy Spirit did that. The Holy Spirit rose Jesus from death. Can you see how important. How powerful is the Holy Spirit. And the reason Jesus talked to the disciples. He ate with them. They had a meal together. Jesus came and said, Hi brothers, do you have something for us to eat? And they had a fish barbecue together. Oh, glory. Jesus rose from death. They saw it. They saw. This is not a fair tale. This is a reality. And because they saw it, they didn't have the Bible that you have today. They didn't have. But they had the Holy Spirit and they had this power of the resurrection. Because said, wow, our master was dead. But he rose. Now we are going to live for them. And they were able to give their lives for Jesus Christ. All of them, all disciples, they were martyrs. They were murdered. Many of them were burned alive. But with a happy heart, say it's going to be worth. Our master died for us. And we have eternal life. This is the power of the resurrection. And his last words. Before Jesus go to heaven after his resurrection. He spent 40 days with his disciples. And then when he was going, he said, I'm going to the Father. But I am sending you the Holy Spirit. He said, bye-bye, my beloved disciples. Bye-bye. I'm going to the Father. <laughs> but I'm going to send you the Helper. And it's better that I go. It's better for you. It's more advantageous for you that I go. Because I can be with just a group of people, 12. But I'm going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit. He's going to be with all of you. <laughs> He's going to be with every one of you.
My brothers, Christianity is based upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And this Bible documents it. As I told you, the earlier church, the earlier Christians did not have a New Testament. But they had one event on which they based their faith upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> My faith is based in this event from 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ died like a criminal. And three days late, later, he rose from the dead. And also, my brothers, not just the disciples saw and witnessed, witnessed the Jesus' resurrection. The Bible says over 500 people, even people who didn't believe in Jesus, because they saw him at the cross, and then they saw him again, alive. <laughs> And, and he died and he changed the world. Jesus changed the world with his death and resurrection. And also he changed my life with his death. And this book documents it. And also the, the history of the world was divided in two. Before Christ, BC before Christ, and AD or Anno Domini from Latin, in the year of the Lord or the year Jesus was born. And my brothers, every book that you read, even atheist books, <laughs> you are going to open the books and you are going to read there. BC. AD, BC, AD, before Christ and after Christ, before you are going to see, because when Jesus came here, he divided history and what he wants to do with your life. If he enters in your heart, your life is going to be before Christ and after Christ, because he's going to change you inside out, not just outside. He's going to change your life. I can guarantee you. If you allowed, if you accept Him, if you let the Holy Spirit change you. And I want to read again this verse, Romans 8.11. Let's go again. Romans 8.11 says, The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ, from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. He will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Wow. He's going to give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit that lives inside of you. 
My beloved ones, the good news for you is, as Jesus overcame death by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, we experience the same, we can experience the same. The same. Our life doesn't end at death. Okay? Your life doesn't end when you die. The Bible says that you are going to be raised from the dead just like Christ. This is the reason when some people pass away. Sometimes some people they are crying of course. But sometimes if we, this person is Christian. We start worshiping the Lord. We start saying ah, glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? Because we know there is no death for those who love Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus was the first who got raised. The Bible says he was the first. But we will also be raised from the dead. And we will have a glorious body. We will have new bodies which will experience no fear. No pain, no cry, no tear, and no death. Could you say amen? <laughs> no more fear, no pain, no tear, nothing. And now we cry a lot. Now sometimes we, uh, we're struggling. But we are going to receive new bodies. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there is no death. For those who love the Lord Jesus. And I want to read one verse. It's a powerful verse for me. Book of John 11, 25, 26. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Put this light on, please. Um, said, Jesus said, follow with me. All together. I am... The resurrection and, and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Wow. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? <laughs> no, I think you don't believe. I'm going to read again. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. My brothers, please. Resurrection is not one event. Resurrection is a person. Keep that in mind. Resurrection is not one event. Resurrection is a person. And this person is Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. <laughs> I am. 
I am the resurrection life. Resurrection is a person. Have you thought about that? Resurrection is a person. <laughs> that means that you don't have to wait until you die physically to experience resurrection. Did you understand? You don't need to wait until you die physically for you to experience resurrection. <laughs> you can experience resurrection right now, today. Yes. <laughs> when, when you have things that think, when you have things that have come to die in your life, you can experience that resurrection. Do you have something in your life that are experienced death? You can experience resurrection in this circumstance in your life. Maybe you have things that have died in your, in your marriage. Maybe in your health. Or maybe in your finances. Or in your family. You can experience Jesus' resurrection today. When you experience Jesus Christ. Because He is the resurrection. And when you receive Him. You can experience resurrection. <coughs> That's why we believe in healing. That's why this church believes in healing. Because resurrection is something that Jesus continued to do by resurrecting your health. If he is the resurrection in life, he can resurrect your health. Amen? Hallelujah. Resurrecting your dreams. Resurrecting your relationship. Resurrecting your peace. Resurrecting your sanity. Resurrecting your ability to make good decisions in life. Resurrecting your freedom from drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, or any kind of addictions. He can resurrect you. If you are in this kind of addictions, you need to receive this resurrection in your life. This, this is what the Holy Spirit works in us by the power of the resurrection. My brothers, if the Holy Spirit rose Jesus after three days on the tomb, can you imagine what he can do in your life? Don't consider your problem too big. God is the God of resurrection and resurrection today. <laughs> Amen? Say to the person next to you and say, God is the God of resurrection. And resur resurrection today. But, this is important, but there can be no resurrection... If there is no death. 
And there can be no death if there is no sin. The only person Jesus was raised from the dead was because he died. The only reason Jesus died is because Jesus had all the sins of humanity placed on him. This is the reason Jesus died. Because all your sins, my sins, your sins were placed upon him. Because he lived as not a life with sin. That man never sinned. He walked in holiness. He always loved people. And did what was right. And he brought and he received all the sin of humanity. Your sins. And what happened with Jesus? What what happened with Jesus because of your sins? He passed away. He was dead because of your sins. Could you say with me, sins brings death. Again, sins brings death. Look to the person next to you and say, sins brings death. Yes, sins brings death. Remember, your sins brought death to Jesus. And now I'm going to work on it. Let's read Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is... For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is... Eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. My beloved ones. God's gift to us is not religion. God's gift to us is not Christianity. Because you can meet Christianity and not, not find life. Because this, this country is full of Christianity. If you go, there are many churches, but not life. A lot of churches that you go into, they are dead. Literally. That's why God didn't come to give you religion. He came to give us life through the Holy Spirit. That's why as the church, as a church... We focus on life, but eternal life. Not just life, eternal life. Life on earth, life here is good, isn't it? But eternal life is much better. Yeah, life here is good. But I can guarantee you, eternal life is much better. What is waiting for you on eternity? If you are beside someone, say, life here is good, but eternal life is much better. Say to the person that is beside you. Yeah. 
That's the reason, my brothers. If we are living this life, looking to eternity, we need to know. And that, that's the reason that we need, to, we need to do our best for God and His kingdom right now. We need to do our best. We need to live, you need to live your life here, but focusing and investing your time, your money, your gifts, your talents in God's eternal kingdom. Amen? Because life is good, but eternal life, wow, it's much better. We read, for the wages of sin is, let's, let's repeat, for the wages of sin is death. Let's, let's repeat all together, for the wages of sin is death. Or sin is the cause of all evil in this world. My brother, sin is the reason that People kill each other. This is the reason. Sin is the cause that of marriages and families break up. This is the reason. The problem in Ireland, Europe, America, Brazil. Indeed, the problem is sin. This is the problem. The problem of humanity is sin, but the people don't say their problem is sin. Sin is responsible for the destruction of our society. Sin is responsible for people dying early, earlier than they should die. It's sin. Because they are disobeying God's law. And this is sin and there is no other name. But nowadays the people don't preach it, don't teach. This is sin. This is weakness. This is mistake, not sin. Sin is responsible for dreams being crushed. Sin is the reason why pe people's marriage are falling apart. We can blame each other. But the root of it is a selfish desire. To do what I want. Only me, myself and I. Always I am right. Always blaming each other. This is sin. This is the reason... Families destroyed, divorce. This is sin. Sin is the reason why there is so much fighting within families. Sin is the reason why your kids don't obey you. Sin. There is no other name. I know if you maybe are studying. Psychology, there is another name. <laughs> but 
children don't obey you because of sin. Sin is the reason why your spouse is always angry and watching porn. Sin. Sin is something that, that is so easy to see in other people. But when you look to ourselves, we become blinded. Isn't it? We look to people, we can see people sin. But me? Oh, <laughs> I'm blind. We cannot see our sin. Parents ask their, ask their children, Why I, did you lie to me? You should not lie, my, my daughter. You should not lie, my son. <laughs> they are saying to their children. But when one undecided, someone comes to your door, then you tell to your children, say that I'm not home. Yeah, you are teaching him to lie. And then you say, why are you lying at me? <laughs> we see sin in other people but we are blind when it comes to sin in ourselves we see sin in everybody except in, our, in ourselves because when it comes to ourselves we don't call it sin we call it mistakes or weakness. This is not sin. It's my, my mistake. Or this is my, temper, my, my character, my temper. Or I am what I am. But it's not sin. No, 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 no. Please. Today I need to, to tell you. This is sin. This is not mistake. Do you know what is mistake? Do you know what is mistake? When you have to turn to any specific street, but you don't know the way, then you turn another street. This is a mistake. <laughs> because you, are, you don't know what to do, then this is a mistake. But, but when you shit your spouse, when you, when you live in arrogance and pride, Criticizing people. Gossiping about people. It's no longer a mistake. That is disobedience to God. And it's sin. Do you know what is weakness? Weakness is, is different. Weakness is running 50 meters instead of 5 kilometers. <laughs> this is weakness. <laughs> you are overweight. You have to, to, to run like you have. You know, I need to run 5 kilometers. Then they say, oh, I'm going to just walk 50 meters. This is weakness. <laughs> but what you call weakness is sin. Weakness 
is not drinking myself to sleep every single night. It's not. That's not weakness. That's a choice. That is disobedience and that is a sin. The Bible talks about the wages of sin. Which does not only destroy our society. But destroy us. And the Bible says the consequence of sin. Or the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Could you repeat with me? The wages of sin is death. Did you know? Sin is a work. Sin is work. Sin is work. <laughs> How many of you know that you don't, you don't get your wages if you don't work? Did you know? Do you get your wages if you, if you don't work? No. Or do you know that if you don't work for your wages, you are not going to receive the paycheck at the end of the week? But sometimes when you think about God, do you know... Do you know why God sent sinners to hell? Do you know why God sent sinners to hell? Because they worked for it. They had a good job. They worked for it. And sometimes we do overtime. Because we are sinning during the day, in the night. We keep sinning. What happened? What would happen if your boss didn't give you a paycheck at the end of the week? What would happen? Would you call him a good boss? Huh? Would you call him and say, oh, you are a good boss, man. No. <laughs> of course not. If a boss doesn't give you... You're doing wages after you work so hard, you would not think he's fair. You would think he is mean. Why do you do it? Then think that God is mean when people go to hell. Because they are receiving their wages. My brother, sin is work. And we, if we don't want hell, then why we are working so hard for it? Okay? Sin is a work. And if you don't want hell, then why are we working so hard? The problem with sin is not only the fact that he, it destroys you. But it destroys people around you. You know. Have you seen how sin have destroyed families? It not just destroy you. It destroy people. When you don't obey your boss. 
destroy the environment. When you don't obey your mom, destroy the relationship in the family. When you don't have this great relationship, you, you are destroying everything. You are destroying your testimony. You are destroying your life. You are destroying your marriage. You are destroying your family. This is what happened. And this is sin. So, now I am going to the good part, okay? <laughs> I know. Maybe you say, wow, this word is so heavy. Yes. But did you know, nowadays, pastors don't speak anymore about sin? No. Because they want to please everybody. My brothers... I want to, to say to you the truth. Because I don't want one day God say, saying to me, What did you teach, Marcio? Did you teach about the wages of sin? And many leaders, they are teaching people how to be happy, how to have a happy family, how to improve their life. 20 ways of how to improve your life. No, I'm not here to teach you. You can read books, good books. Go and read good books and you are going to learn. I'm here to say the truth. Because the wages of sin is death. And, and one day you are going to receive the payment. One day you are going to receive. And you are going to say, why this payment? God's going to say, because you worked for it. You did a good job. Good job you did. Okay. And you cannot call God mean. Because you worked for it. So hard. But. What can you do? Jesus paid our debts at the cross. Amen. Jesus paid our debts at, at the cross. What should you do now? Jesus did his part. And now what should you do? You, sh you should say, God, I am leaving the job of sinning. <laughs> I said to you, this is a job, this is a work. I'm teaching you, this is a job, work. And you said, I am leaving this job. I don't want. <laughs> and we, we should quit. I am leaving the job of smoking. I am leaving the job of drinking. This is a job. You have to live. I am leaving the job of living in pride and arrogance. Some people, they are in church, but they are so arrogant. They cannot even talk nicely to people. You need to live this kind of life. Or people who are not married couple, but they are living a sexual life. Young people dating and touching their bodies. This is sin. There is no other name. 
I am leaving the job of living a lazy life. Is what you have to say. I am leaving the job of being religious. Some people, they are religious. You just come into church, but you are the same man, the same woman for years and years. I am leaving the job of sin. I am turning back to the devil and my face towards God. And I am following Jesus Christ. Amen. What happens when you resign? When you say, Lord, I quit. Lord, I give up. Lord, forgive me. What happened? This is what you should do. You should say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to quit. What happened? After that, God gives you a gift of salvation and forgiveness. Because the Bible says the free gift of God is eternal life. God has a gift for you. Free gift. It's yours. Free gift. The eternal life. I'm not here to preach about condemnation. No, I am here to say God has a free gift for you. Can you say amen? God has free gift. Free gift. Gift of salvation and forgiveness. This forgiveness, my brother, is free to get. But it does not come without cost from God. It's free for you. But God gave His only Son to give you this free gift. Alright? It's free for you. But very expensive to God to give you this free gift. And you need to know how much it cost Him to forgive you. It was not free. Cost his only son's life. And by forgiveness and repentance, I am forgiven from my sins. I free from my sins by forgiveness and repentance. But God only not only forgives you your transgression. He says, I also am going to send you the Holy Spirit. When you quit this job, God says, now my son, my daughter, I'm going to send you my spirit over your life. Wow. And I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to help you repair your character. To repair your soul from the abuse that you have experienced growing up. Because many of us, we experience a lot of abuse in our soul. And now the Holy Spirit is going to restore you. Amen. Is what he's going to do. Or the Holy Spirit comes to live in us. 
when we become Christians, the Holy Spirit doesn't, doesn't live in us to make us better than our friends. He makes us better version from of ourselves. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is here to make you better than ourselves. Or the Holy Spirit came to make me different than I used to be. Not only God forgives you, but He sends you the Holy Spirit. And He will help you if the damages. He will help you to restore and to make you the best you can be. This is what He wants you to do in your life. And the Holy Spirit is here today, my brothers. And I want to finish. Please let's stand up right now. I know this message today is a hard message. I know. <laughs> but this message is a message that can bring you transformation, resurrection, salvation, and eternal life. My message also for you today is Jesus paid the price for all your sins at the cross. He paid. It's paid. This word today is not a word of condemnation. It's a word to show you what you should do. Because the doctor gives you the medicine. But first he needs to know the diagnosis to give the medicine. How can I say to you, receive the blood of Jesus, but you don't know what is right or what's wrong. You need to know the diagnosis in order for you to receive this medicine. And I want to have two prayers right now. It's for all of us, my brother, this prayer. For all, all of us that we are believers. And we must turn our lives away from sin. Because that is resurrection. Resurrection is turning away from our sins. With your eyes closed, repeat this prayer after me, please. If your eyes closed, say, Lord, have mercy on me. Yeah, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, forgive me of all my sin. Wash me with your precious blood. Lord, I resign sin. Lord, I resign alcoholism. Alcoholism. I resign cheating. I resign lying. I resign atheism. I resign the life of pride. 
I resign living in fear. I resign living with worries and anxiety. I resign living jealousy and laziness. I quit the life of sin. Yes, keep repeating. I quit the life of following the devil. I quit the life of following sexual immoral desires. I quit today. I woke out. I woke out pornography. I resign you. I resign social drinking. I resign addictions. In Jesus' name. Keep your, your hands in your heart, please. Place your hands in your heart. And pray after me and say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died at the cross for all of my sins. And that you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. I place my trust in what you did at the cross. Wash me clean. Set me free. I accept you in my heart. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Raise up both hands towards heaven right now. Raise up your hands. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. I receive you, Holy Spirit. Come into my life. Oh, in Jesus' name, Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters. I pray for this fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit over their life. I declare your people restored. I declare, Father, one visitation of you over their lives. I declare they are going to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I declare new time coming over their lives. I declare the power of sin destroyed in my brother's life. I declare the power of resurrection over their lives. The same spirit that rose Jesus from death. I declare the same spirit raising my brothers to a victory life in Jesus Christ. I pray and I bless all my brothers and sisters and everybody say Amen. And let's give a hand of praise to our King Jesus. <laughs> Worship Him. He deserves all the honor and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He loves you. Amen. He loves you and wants to bring you in victory. May, may the grace of the Lord Jesus. The love of God the Father and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you all forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you next week. In Jesus' name, be blessed.